Hello and welcome to another episode of Eat the Blank Page with me, Victor Rowe, and I am coming fresh off of the last episode. I am just flush with good vibes, and I just got a lot off my chest. If you were with me for the roller coaster last episode, I talked about a lot of other stuff that uh, I've been going, I've been dealing with, and I've dealt with in the past. Nothing too serious, but uh, you know, definitely more of an emotional one. Well, that episode actually already had a purpose. I, I had a whole thing lined up, and I had a guide next to me, and I, I just decided not to do it. But I don't feel any more tangents or emotional outbursts feeling like they're going to come on. So I'm just going to go with my previously written out podcast for you guys. So hopefully you do enjoy it. show i just want to say that word of mouth is the best way for podcasts to grow so please if you have anyone you'd like to share this podcast with that is a writer a painter a creator really this is the show for them and if you think they'd like it definitely show them some clips or just send them a link to the podcast anything is appreciated and i'm hoping i am glad that you yourself are enjoying the podcast enough to want to share it but if you're not, that is okay too. I'm just glad you are here. Now, moving on. I was watching, um, well, okay, watching is a loose term. I was doom scrolling, and it was about like hour one into doom scrolling, so pretty early on. And I came across this video of an AI emotions tracker or something where it was watching a video of Will Smith talk in like a podcast or uh, an interview or something and there's this grid and this is going to be on the instagram post for the episode don't worry so if you really need the visual go to my instagram eat the blank page it'll be there in a collage it'll be the first thing on there and it's exactly what we're talking about so it's it's this yellow dot on this grid or this graph of all the different emotions and as Will is talking and shifting facial expression and tone, the yellow dot's moving around to detect what emotion's actually going on. Now, I don't really care about all that, but something I do care about immensely is emotion. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I always talk about emotion as the basis for art and that art is emotion given form no matter what that art may be um music writing painting anything and more than anything i think studying emotion can be an excellent way to improve your creative prowess because you you learn the different emotions and how they correspond to each other how they relate and for something like fear one of the main emotions I deal with as a horror thriller writer is complicated and sometimes hard to pull off, but there's something very interesting with this graph. And please, please look it up. It is very interesting to look at and how they all congregate, but I will be telling, I'll be saying it and hopefully it'll make sense for the people who are just listening. So it's a circle with a cut down the middle and side to side middle and so in the middle is dead neutral up is exciting down is calming left is negative right is positive 
And so all the emotions that they have listed, angry, fear, surprise, excited, happy, relaxed, sleepy, tired, bored, depressed, sad, and disgust are all listed at various points of the graph. Now, with that in mind, let me tell you about fear. So when I was starting to write the book Doppler House, I was studying fear and the different types of fear because originally the book was going to be a stage play. So I wanted to know which types of fear to tap into, which ones I could utilize for the stage. And through that, I kind of just learned not a ton, but a lot about fear and what kind of things trigger it and why it exists and all those types of fun things. Now, here is what is interesting. When I was learning about fear, I learned two specific things. One, fear or anxiety is a lot like excitement. It's almost indistinguishable. It is almost purely entirely your outlook on the emotion that dictates whether it is anxiety or excitement, whether it is fear or excitement, whether it's more closely to anxiety but when i'm looking at this graph if you go all the way up towards the exciting section you see fear surprise right next to each other so fear and surprise are right next to each other in the quadrant of exciting and it's just so perfect but not only in that but in the fact of Fear can be triggered through various different things. So you can't trigger fear through... Okay, well, you can. Um, bad example. Triggering fear is all about expectation and reality. So, hey, I guess just like everything else. But there's a few different types of fear that you can utilize when telling a story. So one is disgust. This is where we get the body horror from. This is where we get just gore and gruesome depictions we see as disgusting or disturbing and more than anything fear is a danger response so the uneasiness of not knowing if you're in danger uneasiness comes from not knowing whether you're in danger or not or whether you see someone else and you don't know if they're in danger or not that's when you start to feel uneasy when you're disgusted it's more likely than anything else that you're seeing someone or something that got caught by the bad thing and now you're disgusted by the outcome that's where body horror comes in this is where the gore videos come in and another one that is pretty big with fear is surprise and the unexpected so that's where you have the jump scares that's where you have like the cheap like bah! and then it's like oh my gosh Five Nights at Freddy's, where are you? Um, but those different types of fear and how they interact with each other are woven into a lot of different horror stories and just the sense of threat and threat detection. C cult movies are specifically scary to a lot of people because you're thinking about a whole group of people all unbelievably devoted to an idea that are more... That become more of a force of nature than anything else if you think about zombie movies or just zombies in general and why they're scary it's that it's things that look like people that aren't people that are mindlessly trying to kill you 
that feel nothing and there's just so many of them that they have this overwhelming power because of their numbers. And we talked about this a lot in the episode I did on power, or I I think it was called Creepy Power Creepers, episode three, where playing with power within a story can be very, can be in a very effective tool when trying to set stakes and trying to create tension within a scene and can be utilized however you want. You just need to know how to detect who has the power, how to play with who has the power, how setting expectations can lead to subversions or realizations. And no more do we see this than in fear. So one of the main reasons that the fear of the unknown is so prevalent is because we as a species have a very strong imagination. And especially if you're creative, you can come up with some pretty horrific things just in your mind by itself. So if you hear a bump in the night, it could be the house settling, which it probably is. It could be a rat. It could be a person in the wall. It could be a monster that's about to jump out and go, blah, blah, blah. It could be a ghost, it could be a vampire, it could be an alien that just crash-landed, but their ship is tiny, so it only made a bump. It could be a lot of different things. But because it's an unknown, we react and imagine to the most horrifying thing we can imagine. And when we're shown what it actually is, the tension and panic that we've built up has a release. We now know what it looks like. We can conjure that image in our mind and we can assess the threat. We can determine what it is, how it works. We can give it a name and it becomes less and less of an omnipotent force the more we're able to attribute these things to it. So if you're ever watching a horror movie like, let's say, the the original Alien, You don't see the alien for a long time. So it's like building up and like, oh my gosh, when are we going to see it? When are we going to see it? And then you see it and it is horrifying. But that initial, that initial through line of being teased about where it is, being almost shown it, being shown what it does to the people it finds, all builds into the big moment where it's like, blah. And that tension and then release is a big part of what fear really is, is having that feeling of fear when you're about to cross a threshold or when you're constantly being chased or you're in it. It's, it's, like I said before, it's a danger response. So you can look at a lot of situations through that lens of we're scared of it because we don't want to be hurt. And the more information you give us about what it does and what it does to people it gets to, the more we can assess how dangerous this thing is. And as long as it's not to an unrealistic level that we just can't even imagine dealing with, it's horrifying. But even that thing that I just mentioned, the unbeatable monster is its own form of horror. Because some people find that idea horrifying, where you have a Cthulhu-type character that if it wakes up from its nap, we're done because we only exist within its dream. If you 
are watching the moon and then you see a giant hand reach out from the dark side onto the light and pick up a patch of soil and bring it back to the dark side of the moon, what are you going to do about that? You see a picture of Earth being passed by a cosmic giant who doesn't even recognize us. The ending of the original thing where they're sitting in the rubble of the building and talking about how it's definitely still here and it's only a matter of time and they're just contemplating life. That sort of unbeatable monster to the degree where the monster doesn't even care about you and you're just you're just ant on the fuck you're ant in the way of its goal or to to them you are nothing but an ant so i keep bringing up ants and road and stuff because elon musk has this great thing about ai where what an interviewer asks hey what do you think about ai and can AI destroy the world? And, oh my gosh, without even blinking, he goes, oh, well, it just, you know, depends on what it's trying to do. So what he described was, if we had this AI that had access to all this technology and it was like a government force within itself, if it deemed a problem worth doing, it would kill as many humans as it deemed necessary to achieve a goal but it wouldn't even it wouldn't even realize it's killing us it wouldn't even think about it and the interviewer's like what are you talking about and he's like when we pave a road we don't even think about the ants that are living in the ground it would just be it's just an obstacle in the path of success for the ai itself so we would be insignificant and that insignificance of just this unbelievable powerful force is a form of cosmic horror where you just can't fight back against it there's no there's nothing you can do there's no punchable villain as um as some people would say but then just moving away from fear you see the other ends of the spectrum where almost directly opposite of fear still on the negative side but down towards calming you see tired it's like, okay, next to that you see bored, and then the further uh, left you go to negative, you see depressed, sad, and then just above the neutral line towards exciting, but all the way negative is disgust. And putting it in this perspective of opposites and comparing everything, it for me looking at it, it connects a lot of dots because depressed and excited are on opposite ends of the spectrum. I didn't even think about tired and fear being completely different because the emotion of exciting, of excited, isn't fully all the way to the top exciting because it's somewhat positive. So it's like up and to the right. And if you draw a line from excited to depressed, it's a straight line right through the entire circle that really shows that it's the true opposites. But if you think about it on a completely lateral level, you can look at excited and relaxed are opposites across the X plane, but are still on the positive side. So they're not like true opposites. And then you look at what is a true opposite to relaxed. You look over and it's angry. You're angry. And that makes its own cut through the circle perfectly. Happy and disgust are 
are complete opposites. Um, tired and fear are opposite against the x-axis. Fear and surprise are opposite across the um, y-axis. And so there's the same kind of thing. It's just on different ends of whatever spectrum you're looking at. I, I've been looking at this for a little bit, and it's just it's making a lot of sense. And I'm not even thinking about how the AI is so good it can detect faces and small hints of emotion and things like that. But, you know, super interesting to look at. It will be on the uh, the Instagram, though, to anyone who wants to see that. Along with the Instagram, I'm going to be showing off a little recording space that I've been working on. And hopefully you guys, you know, like it too. I'm calling it my little reading nook um, because it is my reading nook. I'm just you know, using it also as a place to record video. Uh, I remember not last podcast, but the podcast before that and the podcast before that one, I talked about video and how I, and just how I was recording myself during the podcast. And while that was a lot of fun, I'm not 100% sure on how to get the video out in, in a clean way where it would match up with the audio and with the different systems I use I might have to change some stuff around but I'll be figuring that out all next weekend so when you guys are hearing this I am currently figuring it out on Friday or Saturday so yeah wish me luck and I'll probably be tweeting about it but hopefully you guys enjoy it but uh yeah I think now is a good enough time as any for a uh, page to prompt Alex is a man or woman or boy or girl or they or them that discovers that they can teleport by thinking about where they want to go and they can't face into walls or anything and you know it's definitely a fear but they always end up okay it's just that they have a lot of intrusive thoughts and it doesn't take a lot to actually teleport so they run into a bit of trouble when they start thinking of places like their crush's house, their <laughs> Egypt, the Mediterranean Ocean, the moon, and it's a bit of a problem, but they are trying to make do of it one day at a time. And that is the prompt. So hopefully it is just as effective because it's not as narratively direct and it's more of just a character and a flaw, but I'm sure you guys will be able to pull something out of it. Hopefully, I would really like you guys to because it's the whole point of the page eater prompts and now I'm just telling myself that. <laughs> but as always, that page eater prompt will be on my TikTok in the form of its own video. All you need to do is duet that video with whatever piece of writing or art or music or sculpting that you make anything that is your vibe please share it with the community using that prompt and next week i will be announcing the winner of said prompt for episode 12 which is this one oh. sorry but it is time for news So I want to talk about the new segment thing. I will start next week or this coming Monday for when you guys are hearing this. I will start paying more attention to the writing and literature world, uh, books coming out, movies coming out, things that I see and things that I read and 
talking about, you know, just what I notice and what I'm excited for and the books that I buy and, you know, updates with the channel. But honestly, there aren't any right now. And I didn't do that before this recording, this recording session because I just need to get through it for this weekend. But next weekend, definitely, definitely will actually have some news for you guys that you guys can look into new books that are popping up on my radar new movies that i want to go see anything like that um so just more recommendations even if it's music and um yeah that's kind of what news is going to be turning into where hey so and so author announced they're writing this or hey this book just came out if you like this go check this out um so hopefully you guys do enjoy that but you know it's not not today, so, uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, not today, but, sorry. But that about wraps it up for today's episode of Eat the Blank Page. Hopefully, you guys had a wonderful time. I know I did, and my head is killing me because I have not drank enough water. Please, if you also have not drank enough water, go do that. It is important, but thank you very much for joining me. Like I said, again, word of mouth is the best way for shows like this to reach new members and new audience members so if you know anyone else that is a creative or <laughs> within the writing world or your art world or just someone who likes to you know be creative they need a little bit of inspiration send this their way hopefully they'll like it uh the best way to introduce people to the show though is through the shorts because they're just little clips but, um, you know, don't hesitate to just send someone a full podcast. Uh, I endorse it fully. <laughs> but I hope everyone has a good rest of their day. You know, scratch that. I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their day. And, uh, yeah, that's it for me today. Goodbye. <laughs>